Hello everyone, welcome to Podmas Day 15. We are only 10 days away from Christmas. I don't know about you, I need to do some definite Christmas shopping, uh, probably on Amazon over the next few days and get things to people by Christmas. And uh, I don't know if you tuned in yesterday, I hope you did, but we were talking about subpocalypse, what sub for sub means for your channel, why a lot of creators are seeing a decrease in their subscriber uh, base, and you know just what sub for sub as a whole does for your channel and why it's just not worth it. So if you have not checked out that episode, I would encourage you to do so. It is a lot of information that I'm reading from YouTube and frequently asked questions, but you're hearing it directly from them on what their stance is on things like sub for sub and, you know, being kicked out of, not kicked out, but being released from the YouTube partner program. If you fall below requirements, which was, you know, the 1000 subscribers and the 4000 watch time hours. And so I think that's a really strong stance for them to take, you know, telling people that if you fall below with false subscriber counts, we're not going to let you be part of the subscriber or partner program anymore. And you will have to reapply after you have organically gotten those subs back over 1000. So I thought that was really an interesting point that they made. Today, we are going to switch gears, we're going to be talking about live streaming, why it's good for your channel, why it might not be good for your channel, and just some general equipment and software programs that I use if you wanted to live stream and we're just going to get right into it. So I have heard some varying information. Some people are saying that kind of like premieres, but with live streaming, you tend to see engagement during the time in which the live stream is happening. But after that, a lot of the time, the video doesn't seem to age and season very well, where a lot of people are going to go in and continue to watch that live stream that they missed and go back and view it as opposed to if you had just released a normally produced video and it lives on your channel and people usually will tend to go back and watch it. It doesn't seem to be the case as much when it comes to live stream videos. And it could be, you know, live stream videos tend to be longer and they tend to not always be as quick and to the point as some of the regular how-to or different content that's on your channel. It's usually tailored down, you know, you've cut out all of the ums and the time pauses and there's no like, hey to Becky or whoever is in the chat and is joining, you know what I mean? So once you strip out all of that stuff and you get to the meat of what the content is, sometimes, you know, a regularly produced video is going to uh, do a lot better than a live stream. I hope that makes sense. And then one reason why people do like to do live streams though, there's a few reasons. One, it requires no editing after it's done for the most part. Like you could go in and maybe cut off, you know, a little bit at the very beginning if you wanted to, if you wanted to cut out, like if you had a timer or something. So that's one thing. Once it is like up, you don't really have to do any editing. You don't have to. So for a lot of people who maybe can't batch shoot and they're still trying to hit, you know, like the one video a week. I know I've done it in the past before where I'll do a live stream because I'm trying to get a video out to still hit my weekly goal. And so it's an easy way to kind of do that. I can do it off my cell phone. I can do it off my laptop. I can do it, you know, with a webcam and it's just really easy. Now, one not so great thing is if you're not great in the moment, off the fly, you know, by the seat of your pants, anything could happen. If that tends to fluster you or if you're 
thinking that you might stumble over your words and have a problem with that, live stream formatting may not be the best for you because you have to be able to kind of roll with the punches and see whatever happens happens and just kind of be okay with it and work with it in the moment, you know? There's always weird stuff that happens live. You know, you could have all of a sudden like your stream stops working, your audio stops working, the graphic didn't overlay the way it was supposed to, some, you know, troll has come into the chat and started like just saying absurd things. So there's a lot of just things that can just happen. And so for a lot of people, they don't want to put themselves through that because it's just like nerve wracking and they're not prepared to handle something like that. Plus there's always this inevitable, I don't know what to talk about when I'm live streaming. I don't know what to do if no one is there at the very beginning. You know, I don't want to talk to just myself. How do I get over that? So, I mean, I would say there's a few things. I mean, if you think about when you're doing Instagram stories and Snapchat stories and stuff like that, sometimes a lot of people are not there with you. So that's kind of an easy way to practice looking at the camera and just talking to it. And, you know, sometimes you're not getting that immediate feedback right then, but it's just, it's an easy way to do it. And those disappear after, you know, the 24 hours. So it's a good way to practice. I would just say, don't get too freaked out about live streaming because everyone's live streams, they're not always all that great. And if you're thinking, oh, I don't have anything to talk about, like like I would probably not just go on to a live stream without any kind of game plan. I would probably be doing an unboxing of like a beauty box so I have something tangible, I can be touching, I can be like showing on camera and I can still have something to fall back on which is a benefit. Another thing you could do is if you want people to be there, let them know a day, two days in advance that you're going to be live at a certain time and try and get some people to show up so that you can be talking with them at the same time. Better yet, if you wanna do a Q&A, why don't you post for a Q&A earlier already on Twitter, already on Facebook, Instagram, wherever people already are, have them ask you the questions and then you have a pile of them ready to go so that if no one is in the chat with you and in the moment, you still have a bank of questions that you can say, these are some of the questions that I got from people on Twitter and I wanna go through them. And you have like an agenda, a rolling agenda of things that you want to talk about because you already have sourced these questions in advance. And if you've posted letting people know that you're gonna be live at a certain time, then that may be beneficial for you because you'll have some people show up. If you're nervous about live streaming, I would say maybe trying out some of those tips and tricks and maybe that will help you. I know that some people have done some research as to perhaps how live streams can hurt your channel overall for the reasons I mentioned earlier. And so I have started seeing an influx of channels where they are doing live streams on a separate channel away from their main channel so that they can be a little bit more free and it doesn't matter if the video lives on and doesn't get a lot of views after that because sometimes that can signal to YouTube that like no one really wants to watch it and so they don't need to push that video or creator in front of more people. And so for some people it might be a smart idea to have a separate channel for live streaming. If it's just kind of like an occasional part of your you know, channel, that might be one thing, but if you want to regularly 
live stream like every Friday night, you know, like Friday Night Viper does, then it would make sense to possibly have it on another channel. So you're not muddying up the waters for when your main channel videos are released. I hope that makes sense. I know there's a lot to unpack. Um, just some quick advice when it comes to equipment that I use for live streaming. Number one, I'll, I'll use my cell phone. I'll just set it up on a little tripod. It's hard not to look at the screen, okay, when you're new. Try not to look at the screen because it will look like you are not looking at people and people want to see that eye to, eye to eye connection, eye to screen connection, however you want to say it. And when you're looking at yourself on the screen, you're always going to be a little bit off of where the camera is, right? So try as hard as possible to not look at the screen. Instead, look at, you know, where the camera hole is. And a lot of the time, the cell phone in the selfie mode camera, um, the front facing camera, does not shoot as high resolution as it does from the other side. So if it's possible, you may want to, you know, have it flipped around so the screen isn't even facing you. And, you know, one thing I've seen people do is they put like a little mirror behind the screen so that it can kind of reflect back and they can see that it's still recording. Um, some people can hook it up to like a phone and hook it up to like a computer screen. And so, that's another way to do it. So you could use like QuickTime and you could be doing a screen capture almost of what is happening on your cell phone. So you could be using that to look at um, for your stream. And then you could be um, you could be focusing on yourself with the QuickTime preview mode. And that could be another way just to make sure that you're still on. And so I've used my cell phone before and I've definitely used my laptop just as is before um, from the FaceTime camera that's in the laptop, of course, that's only going to be 720p, which is as low as I would ever want to go. And um, I've used the onboard mic, but sometimes, you know, once you hear the fan going or different things happening, it's not the best sound. So if you're someone who's going to be doing like a lot of live streaming setup, um, you may want to invest in something like a more uh, stationary webcam. You could get like a Logitech C920 or 922. Um, those will shoot in HD. Um, it's not going to be great for, you know, if you're trying to get that bokeh effect in the back because it doesn't have a really wide lens. It's going to open up and give you like that light aperture that you need for a really fuzzy background. It's going to give you a crisp, clear picture depending on your lighting. But I would say um, that is a really economical choice. Those are, you know, let's say $70, $80. And then another choice that you could do is I would always try and up the audio with that and I personally, when I have live streamed in the past, I've used a Blue Yeti microphone. And I think that one is a really good microphone. It's a USB one. I've also used the Shure MV51 before, and that's a really good like large condenser microphone. That's really cool and retro looking. I like that one a lot as well. Um, the Blue Yeti is gonna come in around $129. Sometimes you can get it for around 99 on sale and usually the black color is cheaper than some of the other colors for whatever reason. And so that's a really good microphone to take a peek at. Um, the MV51 is coming in a little bit more, about 199 But one thing I like about it is it has the USB connection for your computer as well as a lightning connector so that you could use it um, and take it with you and you can use it with your iPhone or iPad, which I think is really great, a great way to have better audio on the go. So that's a, that's a great choice as well. So that's your audio, that's your video, and that's a like 
more economical way to do it. If you want to step it up a notch, then you can get a like a standalone camera, almost like a DSLR or a mirrorless camera. I've used the Lumix, uh, which is a Panasonic, it's the G7. And I put on like a, a nicer lens on it and I have that on a tripod. And then I will use um, either that Yeti mic or the Shure mic. And then to make it so that I can use that picture as part of my um, whole window source, I have to use, it's the Blackmagic converter kit with the, um, the Thunderbolt so that you can put the HDMI cable in through there. And that is so that you can get the clean HDMI without all of like the on-screen googly junk stuff that, you know, shows up on, on some of the DSLRs and everything. So you have to have something that provides what they call a clean HDMI out. And if you guys want a video on more specifics about how I set up that camera with my computer, I could totally make a YouTube video about that if that's something that would actually be interesting. And then the last thing I would say is if you want to be able to, you know, like maybe navigate between video and a, like a picture or have an overlay or just have a little bit more um, control over what you're seeing on screen. The streaming setup that I use, I use a program called OBS and I even have a YouTube video about how to initially set up an OBS kind of window and scene setup on your computer and that's already on my YouTube channel. So I would say definitely check that out and that's going to help you take your live streams up a notch on your channel. And if you want an updated video about like OBS setups and stu studio settings, all that stuff, um, let me know, drop a comment, and I could also make a video about that as well. So I hope that gives you some ideas what I'm using to live stream and how I'm doing live streams and why some reasons people choose to live stream. And yeah, I hope that gives you also some encouragement to work in live streams into your collection of videos. It's a really cool way to have real real time interaction with your viewers. And it's cool because you can have a conversation and most of the rest of the time when you release a video, you can be in the comment section for the first hour or whatever. There's something more special and more connected about you saying something, them responding, you being able to respond in the moment as opposed to writing something on a screen and it, it's just different. So um, I, I hope that makes sense. If you guys have any questions about streaming, please let me know. Otherwise, I will see you all for Podmas tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.